0: Section 70 of Final Report of the Advisory Committee on Human Radiation Experiments This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Patrick McAfee, Evanston. Final Report of the Advisory Committee on Human Radiation Experiments. Contemporary Projects. Chapter 14, Part 1. Part 3. Contemporary Projects. Part 3. Overview. In Parts 1 and 2 of this report, the Advisory Committee attempted to come to terms with the past. We told the history of standards for conducting human subject research in Part 1 and the history of human radiation experiments through representative case studies in Part 2. Here in Part 3 of our final report, we attempt to assess whether the current protections for human subjects are better than the prevailing standards and practices during the 1944-1974 to period to help recommend what changes, if any, ought to be instituted in current policies governing human subject research. The Advisory Committee's study of contemporary research ethics is three-pronged it comprises a review of agency policies and oversight practices a review of documents from recently funded research proposals the research proposal review project or rprp to examine the extent to which the rights and interests of the subjects of federally sponsored research appear to be protected and the subject interview study SIS, in which the attitudes and beliefs of patients about medical research and their decisions and experiences regarding participation in research are examined. These projects together form the basis of the advisory committee's picture of the protections now afforded the subjects of biomedical research and, along with findings regarding radiation experiments during the 1944-1974 period, inform the forward-looking recommendations of the Advisory Committee, found in Part 4. Chapter 14 reviews the current regulatory structure for human subjects research conducted or supported by federal departments and agencies, a structure that has been in place since 1991. This common rule has its roots in the human subject protection regulations promulgated by the then Department of Health, Education, and Welfare, D.H.E.W., in 1974. The historical developments behind these regulations are described in Chapter 3. Following a summary of the essential features of the Common Rule, Chapter 14 discusses several subjects of particular relevance to the Advisory Committee's work such as special review processes for ionizing radiation research protection for human subjects in classified research and audit procedures of institutions performing human subject research chapter fifteen describes the research proposal review project rprp the advisory committee's examination of documents from research projects conducted at institutions throughout the country including both radiation and non-radiation proposals documents utilized in the rprp were those available to the local institutional review boards irbs at the institutions where the research was conducted The goals of the RPRP were to gain an understanding of the ethics of radiation research as compared with non-radiation research, how well research proposals address central ethical considerations such as risk, voluntariness, and subject selection, and whether informed consent procedures seem to be appropriate. The RPRP reviewed documents prepared by investigators and institutions and submitted in IRB applications. This study was complemented by a nationwide effort to learn about research from the perspective of patients themselves, including those who were and were not research subjects. The subject interview study s i s described in chapter sixteen was conducted through interviews with nearly one thousand nine hundred patients throughout the country the s i s aimed to learn the perspectives of former current and prospective research subjects by asking about their attitudes and beliefs regarding the endeavor of human subject research generally and their participation, specifically. The RPRP tried to understand the experience of human subjects research from the standpoint of the local oversight process, while the SIS tried to understand it from the standpoint of the participant. Although the two studies related to different research projects in different groups of patients and subjects, Some common tensions in the human research experience emerge in both projects, and they are described in the discussion section of part three. For example, it has long been recognized that the physician who engages in research with patient subjects assumes two roles that could conflict, that of the caregiver and that of the researcher. The goals inherent in each role are different, direct benefit of the individual patient in the first case and the acquisition of general medical knowledge in the second case. The interviews with SIS participants suggest that at least some patient subjects are not aware of this distinction or of the potential for conflict. In our review of documents in the RPRP, we found that the written information provided to potential patient subjects sometimes obscured, rather than highlighted, the differences between research and medical care, and thus likely contributed to the potential for patients to confuse the two. To help complete the picture of current human subject research and its regulation and oversight, the committee also gathered limited information in two areas. One, the Federal System of Human Subject Protection, as viewed by those charged with implementing it at the local level, the chairs of IRBs, and two, the particular review process applied to human subject research involving radiation as viewed by those charged with implementing it at the local level the chairs of radiation safety committees a letter was written to forty-one chairs of irbs and forty chairs of radiation safety committees at institutions throughout the country attempting to gain their perspectives on the current regulatory systems their committees seek to apply many of these letters are reproduced in a supplemental volume to this report most of the replies from irb chairs indicated a general approval of the current system but many also had useful observations and suggestions for improvement For example, several expressed concern about what they believed to be a disparity in the procedures of IRBs from one institution to another. The chairs of radiation safety committees, on the other hand, reported a nearly universal confidence in and approval of the review process for human subject research involving the use of radiation. The committee's recommendations in Part 4 of this report address some of the concerns outlined in response to our queries as the committee's work in part three shows in the discussion section contemporary human subject research does not suffer from the same shortcomings witnessed in the 1940s and 1950s but poses different issues that need to be addressed with a system of human subjects protections comes issues related to implementation and interpretation of rules and regulations. And with a change in the culture of medicine comes a change in the relationship between researchers and subjects. In the historical period of the committee's review, we found that subjects needed protections to ensure their basic rights to consent to or to refuse participation in research while this need to protect the right of consent continues in the current period we found that subjects also need protections to ensure their interests are served in understanding the distinctions between research and therapy and the limits of the benefits research may offer these findings and conclusions suggest the need for changes in an oversight system designed to address the concerns of an earlier time, and the committee makes recommendations for such change in Part 4 of this report. Footnote. The committee also contacted a sample of institutions at which therapeutic human radiation research involving higher doses of radiation and therefore imposing substantial risk had recently been conducted according to reports in the medical literature. The committee was interested in learning whether the research projects reported in these journal articles had been reviewed by an IRB, and if IRB review had depended upon whether the research was supported by federal funds. Information was received from only nine of the 16 institutions requested. Although the projects about which we were inquiring were sometimes described as clinical investigations in the journal reports, these institutions did not always view them as satisfying the definition of human subject research and thus did not appear to require IRB review for these projects. 14. Current Federal Policies Governing Human Subjects Research Each year, many thousands of people participate in biomedical and behavioral research projects conducted, sponsored, or regulated by federal agencies. The federal government invests roughly $3.5 billion annually in research that involves human subjects. The committee wanted to establish what the federal government currently does to protect the rights and interests of these subjects. The answers to this question all emanate from a seminal event in the history of human subjects research, the adoption of what is widely known as the Common Rule. A single general set of regulatory provisions governing human subjects protections was adopted by 16 federal departments and agencies in 1991 the common rule specifies how research that involves human subjects is to be conducted and reviewed including specific rules for obtaining informed consent the common rule was developed in response to recommendations made by the president's commission for the study of ethical problems in medicine and biomedical and behavioral research in 1981 calling for the adoption by all federal agencies of department of health and human services regulations then in effect for the protection of human subjects of research in mid-1982 the president's science advisor the head of the office of science and technology policy OSTP, appointed an ad hoc committee that included the federal departments and agencies engaged in research involving human subjects to address these recommendations. Nine years later, the Common Rule was the result of this committee's efforts. History of the Common Rule since 1974. 1974. Title II of the National Research Act, PL 93-348, required codification of DHEW policy In regulations imposed a moratorium on federally funded fetal research and established requirements for IRB review of all human subjects research at any institution receiving DHEW funding. DHEW Regulations for the Protection of Human Research Subjects 45 CFR 46 Established IRB review procedures in accordance with Title II. Later in the same year, DHEW published regulations providing additional protections for pregnant women and fetuses. 1974-1978 National Commission for the Protection of Human Subjects of Biomedical and Behavioral Research issued reports and recommendations on fetal research on research involving prisoners psychosurgery children and the mentally infirm on irbs and informed consent and in the belmont report discussed criteria for distinguishing research from the practice of medicine and ethical principles underlying the protection of subjects 1978. Revised DHEW Regulations Governing Protections for Pregnant Women, Fetuses, In Vitro Fertilization, Subpart B of 45 CFR 46, and Prisoners, Subpart C. Published. 1980-1983. President's Commission for the Study of Ethical Problems in Medicine and Biomedical and Behavioral Research. Charged with, among other responsibilities, reviewing federal policies governing human subjects research and determining how well those policies were being carried out, recommended that all federal agencies adopt the DHHS a successor agency to DHEW, Regulations for the Protection of Human Subjects, 1981. 1981. DHHS published a revision of 45 CFR 46 responding to recommendations of the National Commission. The revision set out in greater specificity IRB responsibilities and the procedures IRBs were to follow. FDA regulations at 21 CFR 50 governing informed consent procedures and at 21 CFR 56 governing IRBs revised to correspond to DHHS regulations to the extent allowed by FDA's statute. 1982. President's Science Advisor, Office of Science and Technology Policy, OSTP, appointed an interagency committee to develop a common federal policy for the protection of human research subjects. 1983. DHHS regulation governing protections afforded children in research. Subpart D of 45 CFR 46 published. 1986. Proposed Common Federal Policy for the Protection of Human Research Subjects published. 1991. Final Common Federal Policy published on June 18th, codified in the regulations of 15 federal agencies and adopted by the cia under executive order this common policy known as the common rule is identical to the basic dhhs policy for the protection of research subjects 45 cfr 46 subpart a other sections of the dhhs regulation provide additional protections for pregnant women, fetuses, in vitro fertilization, subpart B, prisoners, subpart C, and children, subpart D. Several agencies have adopted these additional provisions as administrative guidelines. The FDA made conforming changes in its informed consent and IRB regulations. The promulgation of the common rule was a significant achievement. The ability of the common rule to protect the rights and interests of human subjects is, however, at least partially dependent on how the departments and agencies to which the common rule applies implement and oversee its provisions as a foundation for the advisory committee's recommendations concerning contemporary policies and practices regarding human subjects we ask the sixteen federal agencies and departments that conduct human subjects research to provide us with information on the relevant policies and practices currently in place in this brief descriptive overview We focus on six agencies within the scope of the advisory committee's charter. The Department of Defense, DOD, Department of Energy, DOE, Department of Health and Human Services, DHHS, Department of Veterans Affairs, VA, National Aeronautics and Space Administration, NASA, and the central intelligence agency cia information on the ten other agencies covered by the common rule is provided in a supplemental volume to this report the following sections briefly describe the institutional structures review mechanisms and policies prescribed by the common rule and the variety of ways in which federal agencies attempt to ensure that human subjects are adequately protected in the conduct of research. The chapter closes with a review of an issue of particular importance to the advisory committee, the status of protections for human subjects of classified research. Part 3. The Federal Policy for Human Subjects Protections, the Common Rule. The common rule applies to all federally-funded research conducted both intra- and extramurally. The rule directs a research institution to assure the federal government that it will provide and enforce protections for human subjects of research conducted under its auspices. These institutional assurances constitute the basic framework within which federal protections are effected local research institutions remain largely responsible for carrying out the specific directives of the common rule they must assess research proposals in terms of their risks to subjects and their potential benefits and they must see that the common rule's requirements for selecting subjects and obtaining informed consent are met as discussed below central to the process of ensuring that the rights and well-being of human subjects are protected are Institutional Review Board's IRBs. The common rule requires that a research institution, as a condition for receiving federal research support, establish and delegate to an IRB the authority to review, stipulate changes in, approve or disapprove and oversee human subjects' protections for all research conducted at the institution. IRBs are generally composed of some combination of physicians, scientists, administrators, and community representatives, usually at the local research institution, but sometimes at an agency that conducts intramural research. IRBs have the authority to suspend the conduct of any research found to entail unexpected or undue risk to subjects or research that does not conform to the common rule or the institution's additional protections. A prominent feature of the common rule is the informed consent requirement. The informed consent of a competent subject along with adequate safeguards to protect the interests of a a subject who is unable to give consent is a cornerstone of modern research ethics, reflecting respect for the subject's autonomy and for his or her capacity for choice. Informed consent is an ongoing process of communication between researchers and the subjects of their research. It is not simply a signed consent form and does not end at the moment a prospective subject agrees to participate in a research project. The required elements of informed consent stipulated by the Common Rule are summarized as follows. A statement that the study involves research, an explanation of the purposes of the research, and a description of the procedures to be followed a description of any reasonably foreseeable risks or discomforts to the subject a description of any benefits to the subjects or to others that might reasonably be expected a disclosure of alternative procedures or courses of treatment a statement describing the extent to which confidentiality of records identifying the subject will be maintained for research involving more than minimal risk, an explanation of the availability and nature of any compensation or medical treatment if injury occurs. Identification of whom to contact for further information about the research and about subjects' rights, and whom to contact in the event of a research-related injury. And a statement that participation is voluntary that refusal to participate will involve no penalty or loss of benefits to which the subject is otherwise entitled and that the subject may discontinue participation at any time the common rule includes several additional elements of consent that may be appropriate under particular circumstances and describes the conditions under which an irb may modify or waive the informed consent requirement in particular research projects. When an IRB reviews and approves a research project, it must pay particular attention to the project's plan for obtaining subjects' informed consent and to the documentation of informed consent. The IRB may require changes in the investigator's procedure for obtaining informed consent and in the consent documents. The board also must be allowed to observe the informed consent process if the IRB considers such oversight important in ascertaining that subjects are being adequately protected by that process. Research involving ionizing radiation. Beyond the strictures of the common rule, research involving either external radiation or radioactive drugs usually undergoes additional reviews for safety and risk, including a review of radiation dose, prior to IRB review at the local research institution. Most medical institutions have a Radiation Safety Committee, RSC, responsible for evaluating the risks of medical activities involving radiation, whether for diagnostic, treatment, or research purposes, and limiting the exposure of both employees and subjects to radiation. In addition, Research and medical institutions that perform basic research involving human subjects and radioactive drugs must have such studies reviewed and approved by a radioactive drug research committee RDRC, a local institutional committee approved by the Food and Drug Administration FDA to ensure that safeguards including limitations on radiation dose in the use of such drugs are met. Notwithstanding the prior review and approval of either or both of these radiation committees, the IRB must also assess the risks and potential benefits of the proposed research before approving it. SCOPE OF PROGRAMS OF RESEARCH INVOLVING HUMAN SUBJECTS The six federal departments and agencies, DHHS, DOD, DOE, NASA, VA, and CIA, all conduct or support research involving human subjects. Each agency's program is distinctive in terms of its scope, organization, and focus, all of which reflect the primary mission of the agency. DHHS is the largest federal sponsor of research involving human subjects, with approximately $367 million in intramural funding and $2.4 billion in extramural support for clinical research in fiscal year 1992, the latest year for which an estimate of extramural research funding is available. Intramural research is usually conducted by agency staff members at various field sites, while extramural research is conducted outside the agency by contractors or grantees, such as universities. Most of this research is biomedical and some involves the use of radiation in experimental diagnostic and therapeutic procedures or as tracers in basic biomedical research. The U.S. Public Health Service, PHS, is the operating division of DHHS and the principal health agency of the federal government. The DOD conducts biomedical and behavioral research involving human subjects within each of the military services and through several additional defense agencies, primarily in areas that support the mission of the department. In fiscal year 1994, DOD spent an estimated $77 million on intramural and $107 million on extramural human subjects research. The VA operates 171 inpatient medical centers, including short term hospitals, psychiatric and rehabilitation facilities, and nursing homes. The VA's larger intramural biomedical research program focuses on the healthcare needs of veterans. The VA spends approximately $114 million annually in appropriated research money on human subjects research, along with another $110 million in staff-clinician's time. Other federal agencies and private entities also support research in VA facilities. The DOE conducts and supports research both intramurally and extramurally involving human subjects that ranges from diagnostic and therapeutic applications in nuclear medicine to epidemiological and occupational health studies. DOE laboratories also receive funding from other federal agencies, such as the NIH, and from private sponsors of research. DOE spends $46 million annually on human subjects research, more than $20 million of which is devoted to the Radiation Effects Research Foundation, RERF, in Japan, which is charged with studying the health effects of exposure to radiation from atomic weapons. Both intramurally and extramurally, NASA conducts ground-based and in-flight biomedical research involving human subjects related to space life. In fiscal year 1994, NASA spent approximately $25 million on ground-based human subjects research. The CIA supports or conducts a small number of intramurally and extramurally conducted studies involving human subjects each year. No figure for the annual dollar amount spent by the CIA was made available to the advisory committee. End of Section 70 Recording by Patrick McAfee, Evanston